Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. All right, all right, all right. It's time to get down. It's time to get fast. It's time to, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to get down and get fast. It is Saturday. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. <laughs> I thought you were seeing that like, whole KC uh, and Sunshine Band there. What's going on? Yeah, da- oh, yeah. KC and the Sunshine Band. I remember them. They're uh-huh. still touring. Uh, he's really- 107 uh, <laughs> in a wheelchair. No, he's he's still boogieing, brother, I think. I got, down a little, I got a little boogie left in me every now and then when I catch cold. Right a little there boogie. Nose. Shake little it boogie. off, you know. That's take, right. Shake, shake your boogie. Oh, that's and, never mind. And your daughters would go, Dad, what are you doing? Completely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it always reminds me of uh, back in the day. I told my back when I used to work for car toys, I said, you know, I, I work for car toys. I must be cool. My my oldest daughter said, Dad, car toys is cool, but you're not cool. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> thank you, teenage daughter. The arbiter. Uh, welcome cool. to the show. I, you know, um, I'm so glad that you're here. Because you're taking the pressure off of Marty having to be great because you're a great listener. And so thanks for for joining us on a Saturday uh, morning here cool. on the beautiful ACN network. The rain's back over here on the um, the east side, brother. Did you notice that? You mean the west side? And the, the east side, too. And the east side. Okay, no. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I think we should celebrate and, um, and go out and roll around in the, in the mud puddles for a little while. No, no, brother. I'm just, you know, I just want enough rain that we can have a campfire when I go hunting in a few weeks. Okay. That's all. I want I'm enough rain that there's no fires going to your point and exactly. we can go hunting. That's right. There we go. So, uh, were you, were you at the Eastside Republican Club meeting the other night? I was, I was, I was the guy up there with the microphone, um, the panelists there. I Crazy. thought he looked like you. Right. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, we need to get those ladies on this show because I'll tell you the stuff that's going on in our schools right now is ridiculous. And I don't mean ridiculous in a funny way, mm-hmm. other than there's something funny going on. They're trying to separate us from our kids, man. They're telling our yes. kids, you can go have your, you know, tell our daughters, you can go have your breasts removed and mm-hmm. you know, don't tell your mom and dad, right. you know, stuff like that, dude, that, that was I mean, my, my jaw hit yes. the floor. I could not yeah. believe this. Brother. We've advocated on the show about critical race theory, how dangerous this is. We've talked about how the comprehensive sex education was passed at two o'clock in the morning and how our kids are being taught. We saw the flyers from Tacoma that, that tells kids that they can have sex, people two years older or two years younger that don't have to tell your parents. You have abortion at the age of 13. So we've talked about this. Any age. These, yeah, any age. But these ladies... Each have each have a story of being a mom that got upset. Two of them are homeschool moms that got involved in the public schools because of what was being taught to kids. The other one's been around for a little bit longer, but they each had their lane. One of them was talking about the drag queen story hours and how the the trans you know agenda is, is permeated throughout the library and the public yep. school system. You know, one of them was talking about the bills that are being passed in the legislature that really um, drive parents out. And give us no say in school boards or their hands are tied. And the other one was talking literally about things coming down the pike. It was really eye-opening, but I think it's, it's even the graphic detail when they brought out these toys, not toys, but um, fake penises and things for the kids that want to transition when they're five, six, seven years old. That That yeah. is 
Disgusting, brother. So, uh, you know, but what I what I was most encouraging is that these normal moms, these normal people decided to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, I'm like, you know, if we could just get people to say, you know, I don't know. You know, it's like I always say, everybody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. And so exactly we can just right. get up and and do it and so if you've got something you know stuck in your craw or whatever go to dougandmarty.com send us a message and let's so figure tonight, out how to get you involved yeah yesterday before the show i got a call from a friend of mine he's in the aerospace in, in industry and for our listeners he was basically he's been an outsider for a long time in the political realm he said i don't want to run for office but he goes something's got to be done what can we do and this yeah. is like reminiscent of the calls i'm getting all the time now doug because we're in, involved in the political and the spiritual and the church and the radio and so forth. People want to know what to do, you know, and, and here we an example of three moms that have gotten engaged. They didn't run for office. They are making a huge impact um, at school board meetings, at the state legislature, and through policy, get, spreading the information. And so as we've been advocates to say, hey, now's the time to run for office, run for school board, run for city council, run for county council, you know, to make a difference. But also, like you said, even if you're not running for office, you can make a difference in your community with the skill set and the passion you have, right? Yep. And you know, my company, Easy TV Spots, we have, we actually have just picked up another school board candidate advertising on television. So we've never had that, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, I've been doing TV commercials for 20 years. I never had a school board person say, I want to advertise on TV before. And they're getting budgets, dude. They're getting real money. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, yay, finally somebody's taking the school board, every elected position, they're important. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, the guys we have on today's program, they're important too. And, and I think it's, it, it dovetails very nicely with with what we've been talking about. And that is that people, we, you know, the, the, the constitution starts with we, the people, and it, that's what this country is. And this top-down, mandatory this and mandatory that stuff, this is just to see if we will comply. And I love what Candace Owen sent out an email today. She said, mm-hmm. do not comply. Don't comply. So God bless Candace Owen. She's amazing. And uh, and she's African-American, brother. I, I know that, man. It's amazing. There. Okay. So, so why don't you introduce our guests? I will. I will. And so um, a little bit of a, a preface to the story is when I was running for lieutenant governor and Josh Free was running for governor across statewide in 2020, I met uh, the first gentleman, Pete Serrano. He was a uh, city councilman over there in Pasco, attorney, fantastic um, brother and Lord, wanted a great guy to meet. Um, but, you know, as campaigns go, you get busy, you keep on moving along. And then I see that he's involved in something new. And of course, we're all dealing with the vaccine mandates, with the trying to get accommodations. And you know, I told you just even at the Eastside Republican Club that my wife, a person of conscience, works for the state. She, she applied for a religious exemption and uh, it, was not, it was accepted, but she couldn't get any accommodations. Well, now she's been fighting it, of course, and they've given her some temporary stuff. But it's this is a hot topic because when you have Joe Biden at the federal level and Jay Inslee at the state level, literally dictating that if you don't get the vaccine, you'll lose your job. People are looking for those answers. And so I saw that Pete was involved in a group called uh, the Silent, Silent Majority, Majority Foundation, Foundation. right? Yeah. Silent Majority Foundation org yep. as well. And then he's got a couple of guys that I also know that were all Facebook, Facebook friends. I go, Hey, 
I want to have you on the show. And so the, the three of them are Pete Serrano, Vincent Cavallari, and Eric Marchand. Marchand, is that right, Eric? Okay. Uh, and so first of all, I'll bring Pete on first. And uh, Pete, tell us about the Silent Majority Foundation, kind of how it came about. And then we'll talk about the lawsuit and that kind of stuff. But I really want to get into, as, as Doug was saying earlier, and I'm saying too, as these ladies that we had at our meeting, really, you got involved, you ran for office, you served on a, uh, on a city council. Um, there must have been something in you that you were called to make a difference. And now you've joined together with two, two other guys uh, to do this thing, to take a different tactic, because, uh, to address the specific issue here that is huge in my book. So, Pete, yeah. welcome to the show. Marty, I, I appreciate that introduction. I probably don't deserve half of that. Um, so a couple of things. I am sitting in Pasco City Council currently. I'm running unopposed for my second term. Uh, I can't imagine, though, after doing this type of stuff, I won't see a sneaky write-in <laughs> trying to unseat me. That said, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, I'm, I'm always doing uh, God's work, and I'm always doing the people's work. So I think they're really well aligned now. But back to the Silent Majority Foundation. Uh, this really started, it's been a brainchild, and I think of mine, Of you'll hear Eric's take. You'll. Uh, I don't think Vince is going to be with us tonight, uh, but I think his take is pretty similar. We've all had this kind of thought in our mind and on our hearts of what, what more can I do? What more can I do? Um, Eric's been, and again, you'll hear a story, very involved in a patriot group. Um, obviously, Vince is a sitting city councilman. So we're all doing our part, but we want to do more because the more oppressive the government gets, the more we need to fight back. And so Eric and I met uh, this spring when we filed charges against Jay Inslee on the recall matter. Um, I wrote the majority three of the five charges. I argued in Thurston County Superior Court that case, uh, which was dismissed. Uh, it's currently on appeal. Briefing will be due this fall. Um, we're not affiliated with the recall Inslee movement, but I, I still think there's value in being associated with the case itself. And so Eric and I just kind of hit it off. I had mentioned something about Laker Cannabis Board uh, remo removing people's licenses for not following the mask mandate and not enforcing it against their patrons. Eric came up with a question and we just kind of, uh, you know, like you and Doug had this bromance that just continued, I guess. Um, <laughs> And so we had this idea, hey, let's let's get a third person in here. Let's figure out who that right person is to, to create a foundation, to create a nonprofit. We we are a nonprofit via the state. We've applied for 501c3 status with the, the IRS. Hopefully that's pending about two weeks out. Um, and so Eric's like, man, I know this guy, Vincent Cavallari, and we got to we got to have a New Yorker in here. Right. You know, and that's that's really the key element to bring someone swinging. Uh, and so I. Vince was was the third leg of the stool. We all met. We talked and talked and talked. And then uh, because I'm in the on the east side and, and they're up in Snohomish County, we met at Clay Elm. No better place to meet, especially in the summer. And our wives hit it off. And we the silent majority was born. And we've been off and running. And, and as you've said, we've we've filed a lawsuit uh, against Jay Inslee on the vaccine mandate. And we'll talk about that later. But that's kind of the birth of the foundation. And I'm I'm sure, you know, if you got questions for Eric, he'll happily answer them. Yeah, I, I do. I just want to answer one more thing on this, too. That you formed the foundation. Was it for the purpose of suing Inslee or is that just part of the outpouring of the foundation itself? Great question. You know, we had planned on rolling this out and, and I'd probably still in Eric's thunder here. Later on this fall, 
You know, it was slowly, okay, let's get trademarked. Let's get 501c3 status. Let's get registered with the state. And we held on that. And come mid-August, I just felt like I had to move and get it done. And so I start doing this. And all of a sudden, the vaccine mandate comes. And it's like, oh, well, it's not affecting me. I'm good. It's not affecting Eric. It's not affecting Vince. We're good. We're good. We're good. And then we start hearing the cries of the people, right? And, you know, being civically minded, being community minded, we couldn't turn a blind eye. And it's like, all right, let's jump head in. And we're like, we don't have a website. We don't have communications. um, But we're going to jump in and do something. And then it's like, hey, let's let's file a suit. And so, you know, again, that's that's where we are today. But we have a lot of plans of how to fix this state. And, you know, for some of us, it's running for office. For some of it's using the court system. And for some of it's both. And so for some of us, it's a uh, community advocacy. So we're trying to take that whole approach. We're all about education, advocacy, and litigation. And, and certainly, again, Eric can talk more eloquent, eloquently so about our message. Basically, in all of the above, you know, whatever whatever weapons we got, we're going to use them, whatever resources we have. And I think that's really important, right? That, you know, we've been, uh, we've been fighting so long with one arm tied behind our back. Uh, and it's time to unload, you know, like you said, litigation, activism, running for office, you know, supporting campaigns, giving money, all this kind of stuff. And th- that's one of the things that um, uh, that that Sharon and those guys were talking about, too, last night was that, you know, they homeschool like they were homeschooling. And yet they wanted to get involved because they heard the cries of the people. Exactly what you just said, that that that, that culture is being damaged. So even though my kids aren't getting this indoctrination or I don't have to have the vaccine because I'm self-employed or whatever. It's affecting my neighbors. It's affecting my friends. It's affecting my church, you know, folk and stuff like that. So good on you. Good on you. So I wanted a couple of comments here, a threefold cord obviously is not easy broken. I love the fact that there's three of you to start off the foundation. The fact that two of you are city councilmen from Mill Creek and from um, Pasco uh, one's more of an activist, you know, involved. I, I love this idea that, hey, you know what? We are caring about our local community, but we also care what happens at the state level uh, affects all of our families. So we can make a difference using our skill sets that God's provided you with, right? You're an attorney, you know, you're education, right? Business, uh, a, a patriot. I just, I love this idea that, yeah, uh, it's not something like we're, oh, somebody else's problem. This is our problem. We live here. We have families. We want to leave a better future for our kids, and, and we can make a difference through, and literally using the tools available, right? Forming a foundation. I'm assuming you'll be able to raise money and, uh, you know, uh, and support things that you want to choose, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's certainly Barrett, uh, Eric's bailiwick there. I mean, he's, he's our director of business development and, you know, really the activist piece. So, if you don't mind, I'll slide it his way to, to speak to those. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Uh, and thanks, Marty. Um, I, you know, let's talk about the patriotic side first. Uh, I, I've been a small business owner uh, in the state of Washington for the last six years. I worked in business development for 20 plus years. Uh, very passionate, obviously, about, about our constitutional rights. Uh, when I did meet Pete, you know, I never thought I would meet a bar attorney with the constitutional integrity that he has. And I mean, like he said, the bromance was struck. And uh, <laughs> we 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 talked pretty much every day since we met in Olympia down at the Secretary of State's office. Um, 
my Patriot group that I started, uh, a friend of mine, you know, he was the impetus behind starting that. He said, you know, we got to get together. His name's Ryan Chapin, and he really inspired me to, and now we have, I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds of people as part of our movement up here in Snohomish County. We, we pack the bar. We've outgrown the bar we're at, but we don't want to leave. <laughs> I mean, we, we do so many things. We, we bring conservative school board candidates in to promote them, hear their message. We, we identify liberal candidates that we want out that are influencing our kids on the school boards and the city councils. We're very active. I mean, we have mayors come in, city councilmen. We've had state representatives come in and speak to our group that we get behind. I mean, I love the Patriot movement, but I have to tell you, everything that we put together for the Silent Majority Foundation has made that pale in comparison. And any of the Patriots listening to this that are part of our group, I apologize, because I love you guys. <laughs> but, but what we're doing is special. And people should know, I mean, we're not stopping at COVID mandates. We're not stopping at challenging those type of things. We're, we're, we're going to challenge I-1639. We're going to challenge a lot of gun control things that are that we deem as unconstitutional. How can a kid go off and fight at war but not be allowed to own a rifle? I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, as far as the funding part of it, uh, we do have a website, silentmajorityfoundation.org. We have a donation button on there. Uh, I'll let Pete talk about the injunction that was filed more, but to get that injunction pushed forward, we are relying on the public. This isn't a class action. We're not asking people to throw in $500, but this injunction, if and when we win, is going to affect all 7.6 million people in this state in a positive way. So we're really excited about it. Again, I'll let Pete talk about the, the legalese, but um, that that's our, our mission, you know, education, ab advocacy, and litigation. We, we try to stay with the education and advocacy piece, but if litigation is necessary, and in this day and age, it really is, we that's the way we're gonna go and we're gonna fight it with everything we have. You've got to fight the, with the battles with the tools we have, with the tools that are being used against us. And we're being basically a lot of the things that are happening are through the legal system, yep. right? Through through uh, financing and, and politics and so forth. And those in power have. The Wait a minute. I uh, thought Bob Ferguson was the legal system, brother. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and the arm of <laughs> at the least he thinks so he is. But uh, I, I want to say this, too. I know that up in Snohomish County, great fertile ground, a lot of strong conservatives, great events. Uh, I've been to a, a I don't know, probably 50 or 60 different rallies up there. I've been to a bunch over in Benton and Franklin County as well, but they're good people, good, strong conservatives, but it takes this type of thing. You need organization. You need a strategy. You need a vehicle to take this energy, the passion for this country, the passion for the rule of law, the passion for the constitution to actually fight back to your point. You know, you need financing, but you need a strategic legal uh, counter which is what you're absolutely, doing as well. Absolutely. And we, I'll tell you the morning that Pete filed the injunction in Franklin County, he, uh, he drove over here for a meeting. We had a meeting with a state representative, uh, a lunch. And one of the things that he said to us really resonated and we all knew it, but to hear it from his mouth meant a lot. He said, the rule of law is dead in the state of Washington. And the only way you're going to revive it is through the courts. And it's a good friend of ours as well, by the way. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, Robert's a great guy. He is so, a great uh, guy. I, I didn't I didn't know if uh, that was permissible. So no, that's fine. He wouldn't get in trouble and we wouldn't be in trouble on our show as well. We've had him on a show several times talking about electric integrity. Very good. So well, yeah, Robert Sutherland, I count him as a good friend. Yep. Um, and he is an excellent leader and a great legislator. 
And he's got a backbone, which is not, I am calling people out. We've been around a long time and we knew Robert before he was in office. And uh, they kind of uh, took it and said, ah, you'll never get elected. Now, Robert's been the same guy ever since. He doesn't change when he got elected, which is which I, lo- I love about you guys as well, about Pete. Um, so on that note, for those that are listening across, you know, basically all of Eastern Washington, um, 13 stations from Tri-Cities to Spokane to Wenatchee to, and so forth, that are either working for the state or an employer with more than 100 employees, this is, their ears are peaked. You know, you've taken up the ball. I know there's other things going on out there, but they they want to know what's going on. I even got a, got a call from my pastor over here, uh, a big major church. He's like, is somebody doing somebody? Is somebody suing the governor? Is somebody, you know, what do we do with these religious exemptions? You know, I mean, we're helping people write them and get them in, but will they work? And so, Pete, tell us about the strategy you did and why it was you did the lawsuit the way you did it and tell the people what they can expect from it. Yeah, absolutely, Marty. Um, before I go there, you said yeah. something that I think I need to speak to. Your pastor of a large church is asking who's doing what. If they need an audience with us, we're there. Uh, okay. Preferably, you know, especially if, since I'm on the east side, you know, we do it simulcast or electronically. But if people need our help, we are there to help. That is, we are, we collectively, those of us who have conservative minds are the silent majority. And we are the silent majority foundation standing for that. But back to the case, what we did is file injunctive relief. That means we're asking the court to review this and say, hey, is there a particular first? Is there a dispute between the parties? Absolutely. The one plaintiff we filed with, and I'll get back to that, has a dispute that he doesn't want an injection for his job. So there's a dispute between him and the state. Second, is there a harm that could occur to the plaintiff? Absolutely. He's going to be injected with you know, ingredients are there, but it's not Rice Krispies, right? There's something, something of a mystery uh, sauce in there. And then the third thing is, can the court decide this? And absolutely, we believe this is where the court should shine. The legality, the authority to issue this, all of that should be decided by the court because the legislature isn't doing anything and Jay Inslee's doing everything. Um, so back to why one plaintiff and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we selected one plaintiff, one, because we could stay in Franklin County. I need you to be quiet right now. Sorry about that. We have a guest host, my three-year-old. Um, but we, awesome. what we have is one plaintiff in Franklin County. He's a Department of Corrections officer and his religious exemption, as you were insinuating, Marty, was like your wife. It was quote unquote granted or deemed viable, but mm-hmm. there were no accommodations made. So ultimately, his accommodation is reclassification. Um, And so ultimately, we filed with him as a single plaintiff, because my concern is if we had too many plaintiffs from different places, the state would try to move it. Now, you can select a plaintiff's home venue, Franklin County in this case. Mm -hmm. But again, the more you have, my concern is the state would try to move it to Thurston County. And we thought it was advantageous to go that route. We're seeking injunctive relief and declaratory relief, which is a final injunction ultimately, because the court can issue the injunctive relief on those three issues. Again, the harm, the dispute, and whether or not the court can actually determine the dispute. And so what we're looking at is we filed that uh, last Friday, so I think that was the 10th. The earliest we could have a hearing and serve proper notice was the 27th, so September 27th, Monday at 2.30 p.m., I'll be down in the Franklin County Courthouse arguing with whatever team of a 
attorney general, assistant attorney generals, it comes my way. Um, and we're going to argue that there is, in fact, harm and the court need, needs to do the right thing, which is to have this injunctive relief. And we could issue a temporary one based on those three factors. They could actually consolidate and hear on the merits, which then leads into the constitutional challenge, whether it's religious infringement under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution or Article 1, Section 11 of the state constitution, which is actually deeper and broader, um, or whether it's uh, on privileges and immunities and equal protection clause under the 14th Amendment or under Article 1, Section 12 of the state constitution, or whether it's going to be based on uh, bodily integrity and one's own right to his own bodily choices, which is a longstanding doctrine. Uh, so ultimately, that's kind of the case in a nutshell. We're seeking that injunctive relief because I thought that was the quickest way to get the people the relief they need. So I have two quick questions, of course, you know, from a yeah. non-legal mind here. The first question is, is let's say that everything goes the way you plan it and you win for this one uh, plaintiff. Uh, what does that do for the rest of the people in Washington that may need the same type of thing? Mr. Johnson stands in the shoes of all 7.6 of us, 7.6 million. Nice. Okay. So it, it want, I've said this many times via email. Injunctive relief for one is injunctive relief for all. That's good. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, number yeah. two, though, is the first question that popped into my mind, which that's that cynical side of being a conservative in Washington State, is what if you have a, a liberal judge? Does it matter? Yeah, uh, the argument may be good, but, you know, we've seen things in the state. It may, and that's why we had hoped that Franklin County would be a favorable venue. Um, there are a couple things. One is we could do what's called an affidavit. You can basically say, I want this judge off. You get one crack at that. So there are eight judges in Benton Franklin Superior Court. Uh, there are a handful of really, really good judges that are both either fair or fair and conservative. You know, So it's almost like a 50-50 shot. You know, you affidavit one out, and that's, that's now stacked in your favor. Um, additionally, you know, there are ways to look to see if anyone has actually said something publicly, you know, mm -hmm. that seems prejudicial towards ruling biased in one way or the other. Uh, so those are the things that we could consider doing right now. Excuse me. Right now, we're looking to see which judge we draw and, and how things go. Um, but equally important, I'm prepping for the oral arguments. Okay. Uh, wonderful. You're ready in, in ready in season, right? How, no matter what quickly happens. Do you how quickly do you think you'll uh, get to court? Well, again, we, we filed the motion to be heard on the 27th. So that's what a uh, week and a half, 17, uh, 12 days. days from. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's kind of urgent, right? I mean, you're talking yeah. about a person's job. You're talking about, you know, people are. Well, and that's, that's where, you know, the, the court or the uh, attorney general may seek to move this out. And my thought was by filing it on the 27th, I would allow them to move it out to the following Monday, which I believe is the third, which still gives more than two weeks from the 18th. So absolute worst case scenario, if they did move it out and we, if we did agree it, I would actually ask to consolidate the merits and have a permanent injunction hearing. Um, that way the whole case is shrunk down into the one. We're not just seeking the temporary injunctive relief. We would seek the permit. So if the state does that, you know, to me, it would push us somewhat in the home run ballpark area. Another thing the state may do is try to remove it to federal court. Um, I had concerns about bringing it in federal court. Uh, Marty, you mentioned Josh Freed. I remember early mm -hmm. on, he had a case 
that I believe was dismissed in part because of the 11th Amendment and they didn't agree with that. There was also the component of uh, Jay Inslee has no enforcement authority. So there was a lot going on there. And so my concern was if we brought it naturally in federal court, we'd get dismissed either on the 11th Amendment with the state saying, we don't agree to jurisdiction or venue here and uh, you may not have standing in federal court. And so my thought is, well, hey, if, if the state says we're going up, they can't now waive that and say, no, we didn't agree to the 11th amendment is waived at that point. If they bring us up to the bigs, we'll do it. Um, and then the standing argument would naturally get waived too, because again, it's, Hey, we filed in the right place. You guys want us here. Let's go at it. Okay. The follow up questions is, do you expect Bob Ferguson himself or do you expect one of his underlings from the attorney general's office? I highly doubt we'll see Mr. Ferguson. Uh, I do anticipate that when this is appealed, and I think regardless of how things shake out, I, obviously if if we're successful, and I do think that we can and will be successful, let's, let's be clear there, I would not have filed this with my reputation online if I thought it was frivolous or just wanting. I think there's some strong arguments. I think the courts really need to jump in here because the legislature is not doing its job. Um, back to that, you know, I think at, at the Supreme Court level, I might see him, might even actually see Mr. Inslee making mm -hmm. a cameo. We'll see. Uh, one can only hope that I get the, the dual heads. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I expect it'll be. Well, I mean, it's an important case. So you, you might, you might see some firepower in there. Obviously they've got to recognize uh, that it is. And I, you know, I, I read about Jay Inslee in the Bible uh, a couple of days ago. It said Jay Inslee is our lawmaker. Lay Jay Inslee is our judge and Jay Inslee is our king. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, that was the Lord. That was Jesus. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good segue, though, because I, the, the next follow up question to that is for our listeners. So you're going into court within a couple of weeks, you know, hopefully uh, have victory. You know, if they do appeal, it does go higher. That's where the cost comes in. That's where we need support for the silentmajorityfoundation.org, right? Where you can yep. give money, but also need to pray. You know, pray that you have yep. victory. You know, but because even if um, Bob Ferguson isn't there, they won't take it lightly. And the fact is, because this could affect and help you know, literally tens of thousands of people across the state or more. And like you said, 7.6 million, but there are a lot of state workers and people that work uh, closely to it. And people are, will be watching. So uh, um, pray uh, for Pete. Pray for Silent Majority Foundation. And of course, if you feel so inclined, um, go contribute some money. Right, Doug? Yeah, it's always about money with you, isn't it, McClendon? It is. Um, you know. No, but it's true. I mean, these things take money, and um, you know, this is this is in our backyard. I mean, mm -hmm. Pasco is literally our backyard. I mean, I would go to Pasco, throw up a lawn chair, a barbecue. I'd be completely happy to go there. Although I think I'd rather go up and find out where Eric's meeting with his group in the bar. In I know because it's probably closer. Come so on down, like, guys. That's more like the side yard. You know, over on the if they side, let, um, Robert in there, they might let you and I in there. Who knows? So, we'll so have, Eric, we'll what do you bet you guys at the door for sure? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm in, Marty. Questionable, high, no, Marty's in. highly but, questionable. That's right. So, Eric, where does this all you know? Um, how does this fit in with you now? You're tell us about you know, you've got this group. I mean, this is kind of legitimately like 1774, right? When, when, uh, 
when the, all the the founding, you know, we know them as founding fathers, but that that rabble that decided that people should be free started meeting yep. together in pubs and and you know, I think America was birthed in you know in two places. One, the church, right? We had the Great Awakening, and then the other was the t- the local pub. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I I would say uh, my my group. I mean, kind of the evolution of me since since the mandate started coming down eighteen months ago. Nineteen. It's hard to keep track. I feel like I'm in the matrix. Right. Um, it really kind of moved forward with the Patriot movement to where there were a number of different directions we were trying to take. There were there were patriot groups that wanted to go argue pro se right on constitutional grounds in the courts i have gone down every avenue you can think about outside of an actual bar attorney and so when i met pete in olympia and he was a bar attorney who the the state actually recognizes his power and authority to come argue at that level and then i heard the passion he had for the constitution and the passion that he had for people and it mirrored mine and that's why, I mean, we, we never stopped talking after that day. And Pete was rolled out the idea of the foundation months and months ago. And we were kind of kicking it around. How does it look? You know, who, who are the directors? You know, what, what's, our, what's our mission statement? All those things. But what it came down to is none of that would have mattered if the three of us, and I, and I wish Vince could have been on the call. I know he's got other commitments tonight. But all three of us are so constitutionally minded. Um, and the, the group that I meet with, I'll tell you, they're skeptical of attorneys. They, they think most attorneys have, you know, they're just out chasing ambulances like Jay Inslee was. Right. So at the end of the day, when, when I talked to my group and really exemplified what Pete's about and who he is, and he called in multiple times during our Patriot meetings when we were going through the recall process of the governor and took the time to explain line by line the charges against the governor, that gained the respect of everyone in our group. And then now moving forward, I mean, everyone in our group is behind this. Everyone is, and there obviously 7.6 million people are too, but our group is so, so invested in what we're doing. And I don't know if we'll ever leave the bar. We've we've outgrown it. <laughs> we we literally are busting at the seams. I mean, there's people hanging out the doors. Uh, we had our meeting last night and it was fantastic. I talked about the lawsuit. I talked about Pete. And I mean, it was an emotional meeting. There were so many people who are just so, and, and I'm sure that that's what it looks like throughout the state. But there were so many people that are just waiting, that are hoping that someone like Pete, someone like the silent majority foundation can stand up to the government's overreach and win. And I believe we can based on, based on the lawsuit. And by the way, I'd be, be remiss not to mention that a copy of the lawsuit is on our website. So if you want to go, if you're out there and you want to go and read the actual injunction, it is on our website. And I've seen it too. It, it's there. It's, it's obviously the, you can tell what they're trying to do. I like this. I love this fact too. Not only that you guys formed this foundation, not only that you have a commonality, but we all see it. Um, but as we said before, people are looking for courage. People are looking for not only they want to do something. And it's oftentimes if you just want to do something and you have no idea what to do, you feel helpless or you do something you shouldn't be doing. Right. And you get in trouble. And this, I love the idea that you can Here's something you can do. Here's a group of people to come together that want the same thing you can do that you could support, you know, or do something like this to come alongside them. Because God knows we have enough issues in the state. 
know, beyond just the, the vaccine mandates. You know, obviously, you talked about gun laws, talked about the the education indoctrination. We have things to fight about, but vehicles, organization, coming together, uh, common common cause, common you know, uh, with actual uh, functioning parts. I had a conversation earlier about how, from a political sense in our state, um, the left, the political left, uh, are organized. They've got funding sources. They've got uh, ways to vet candidates. They've got ways to direct candidates. You may not agree with them, but it's effective. And the right doesn't do nearly as good a job of doing that statewide. So to have vehicles like this where, okay, step one is to sue for look for injunction. But we have other options, too, that we can mobilize people to call offices, to send emails, to, you know, um, whatever it may be. And so uh, thank you guys for doing that. But also this is yeah. encouraging for our listeners um, because there is people out there that actually are putting the, almost the template in place, if, if you will, you know, sort of like McDonald's did right here. This is how you make a hamburger and you do it the same yeah. way every time. If we do yeah. that in our state, we'll have success. Don't you think, Eric? Yeah. You know, Marty, it's funny. I'll tell you a quick story. At our Patriot meeting last night, somebody asked me the question. They pulled me to the side and said, why are you so dumb to sue the governor? You realize you're putting a big bullseye on your back. And the governor has so much power. Look what he did to Tim, Ferguson did to Tim Iman. He said, you're crazy to do this. And I said, you know what? At the end of the day, if, if I was hiking down a trail with my friend and he fell down the trail and I see him down at the bottom bleeding, Am I going to run down that hill, even though I may fall and kill my own self? I probably would because I want to save my friend. And so courage is a real thing. And I believe that the three of us have a lot of it and not, not to toot my own horn, but you have to do these type of things in the face of tyranny. You have to. And if you don't, and you just comply, we're going to end up as a socialist country. And, it, and it's scary. We're already living in a socialist state without the rule of law. And so we're that's why we're so driven that's why i mean i feel so blessed and lucky to have met pete that day i mean divine intervention really i mean, mean just just incredible so about two years guys. ago doug and i were talking about this is my favorite uh, scripture is joshua 1 9 right have not commanded you to be strong and courageous not to be fearful or dismayed for the lord god's with you wherever you go it, it's because we knew this was a time of courage and when, when people step out in faith, in courage, it's, it strengthens the backbone of other people around them. People that want to step out, they will. People that never would run for office or getting engaged will because you do it. So uh, thank you all for stepping up. But Doug and I are like, yeah, and we've been leading the way for a long time on the radio or in campaigns or whatever, because it's not about us. It's about the people around us. People are hurting. And if, and if we have the courage you know, which we have to, obviously, uh, to speak up. Other people do too. It's great. So yep. I mean, you're going to lead a lot of other people to step out of, out of the shadows and get engaged. Anything, Doug? Yeah. So um, having, uh, I'm just, I'm now I'm just like totally intrigued. I want to come up. I'm going to have you, you have to like direct right. message me or something. I want to go <laughs> check this out. So, you know, we're, what, what happens? I mean, how did you, do you guys just sit around and talk about ways you can, you know, be free again or what? I mean, what? No, what no, we're actually, we're actually very uh, organized. We have, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the app signal. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a message. Yeah, I, I have signal. Sure. Okay. So that's hit, our group. Hit, hit me, Eric. 
Hit me. <laughs> I will. I'll hit you up. Let's have a beer. No, we, we communicate through Signal and we have an events page as well, which you can only post events on. You can't chat. And we have, I mean, anywhere from probably six to 10 events per week. Uh, everything from putting together rallies. We had a rally up here in Lake Stevens uh, about a month ago, and we had 350 people out on the street corner on Highway 9 waving flags, signs. I had my bullhorn out there. I mean, we, we are very organized. We have a hierarchy. I mean, I lead the group, but there's a lot of really valuable people who they all contribute their time. And, and we're, we're not just sitting around on Facebook complaining. This, right? this, this is it. This, this yeah. is it. This is the takedown of America. And yes. if we don't fight now, we're done. Right. Yes. That's, you I mean, that's have what to we're be active. People have to be active. The people that are sitting back on their couch and thinking this is going to pass and that, you know, they're just going to stop the COVID mandates. Yeah. They will always have COVID mandates if we don't stand up, period. That, that's our reality. And that's why we have to fight. That's why I've done what I've done for the last 10 months. Uh, that's why I'm with Pete fighting and, and wherever the silent majority foundation takes us, whatever lawsuits we file, whatever direction that is, I am in hundred percent and we're going to continue to fight for the, the citizens of the state of Washington. Well, and okay. And so let's just say, you know, for the sake of argument now, I believe, and I, I, I sincerely believe, and I honestly and truly and have absolute confidence that you're going to win in court okay but let's just say we start losing we still don't comply we do right. not comply that's and right that's you know jay Inslee came out and said uh last year middle of 2020 he said well they gave me the authority by their compliance he mm -hmm. literally said that yep. uh, out loud and so um besides being dumb he says dumb things and uh, but he's also revealing something and so, you know, Marty and I, a couple of years ago, when this whole emergency powers thing came through, we looked at that and we said, this is dangerous. Oh, yeah. it's, and then of course, what do they say? Oh, it's only in case of a volcano or an earthquake or an invasion of Martians or, you know, the, the zombie apocalypse. Who would have known we were going to have all of that happen with a little uh, bug from China? You know, the zombie apocalypse, the, you know, I mean, it, 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 and, and this isn't just here, but it's, it's worldwide. And if we don't um, fight back as America, because America, we're the most free, right? So Canada is like a police state right now. Canada's got like concentration camps. They lock you up if you violate quarantine. My daughter's up there going to college, right? Australia, Australia as well. Australia, yeah. locked down tight. They're, they were going to make you put an app on your phone so they can track you. I'm like, yeah. who needs a phone? You know, we got to start like figuring out how to live, either go back to flip phones <laughs> or just figure out, you know, tin cans and string or, you know, FRS radios, whatever. You know, we've got to stop allowing that to happen. And so, um, you know, like I said, I believe we're going to win everywhere we push back. So, uh, you know, when Marty and I got kicked off the Capitol campus, uh, back in January when they had the, the fence up and the National Guard over there, we took our, our radio gear and our PA system. We were going to do the show from there and they kicked us off. We were back in, in a couple of weeks and uh, and they changed all those rules and they backed down. But we we got PJI in, involved and all that. And uh, but it took the courage to go back and, and to, awesome. to, to go face to face with these guys and say, you know, hell no, we're saying no to hell. And we're going to, you know, we, that's, that's public property. That's not 
that you don't own that. You don't have the right to put up a fence and put guards around it. That's our, that's the people's house. Right. And um, so what are we going to put up with? Nothing. Okay. We're that's done. Right. right. We're drawing that's right. it. That's, that's Eric in a, in a, in a nutshell. Eric's like, I'm going to draw a line right here. That's it. <laughs> well, Doug, 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 my wife and I haven't worn a mask for 18 months and not because we're selfish. We just don't believe in the efficacy of masks. I, right. I've done the research and they people say, well, you have to be a doctor, right? You have to be a doctor to have an opinion on social media about something. No, I, I, I'm a free thinker and I can do the research. I mean, we live in the, in the internet age, right? <laughs> All the information mm -hmm. is there until it's being censored. But at the end of the day, people, you're exactly right. People have to stop complying and then this ends. It absolutely ends if people stop complying, but the propaganda has been so fierce, so relentless. I mean, I can't watch TV anymore because every other commercial yep. tells you to take a vaccine, tells yep. you to stay six feet apart, tells wear your masks. kids who are five years old to wear masks. It's abhorrent. And, and and I love I love that you say you have to stand up and you don't comply because that's how I live my life and that's how everyone should live their lives. That's America. I hundred percent agree. Uh, now, Doug, you started off saying obviously that our founding forefathers started in the church and the and and the bars, right? Yep. And with this whole um, vaccine mandate before that, the mask mandates before that, the pandemic, the governor's emergency powers, we all talked about that. The very first thing they did was shut down churches and bars and, uh, and bars, right? And restaurants, the places where we come together, places where we meet. They're trying to divide us. Yeah. And then the churches, though, complied and, and for the large part complied and saying, oh, we do video, whatever. No, we're not supposed to forsake the assembling of, of the saints. Right. This is the whole idea to think for ourselves. And so to Pete, I know that you're doing an injunction because they've gone to this part. This didn't start with the vaccine mandates. This started way back then with taking that emergency powers and and doing mandates and and through coercion, now it's to the point where if you don't get it, you get fired. I mean, he's literally was going there already. Inslee's literally legislating, right? Yeah. yeah. So ultimately, we've got to restore law. We got to restore yeah. the law in the state of Washington. Restore, take away those powers from Inslee. From a legal standpoint, what's the next step after you get an injunction? Stop this piece of it. Yeah, we stop this piece and we keep clawing back and. Part of the argument is that the emergency powers don't allow them to go this far and start to peel back the onion and say, okay, back to, uh, I think it was Doug that made the point, or maybe it was you, Marty. The intent, as was explained, was a volcano. Yeah, it was Doug. The Martian invasion, not COVID, right? And get mm -hmm. back to the legislature and say, hey, we've sued, in, we've sued Inslee successfully. We're walking it back and you legislature have to grab the power back. Otherwise he's going to retain it. But I do want to talk about something slightly different here. Sure. You guys have mentioned the folks that are concerned about getting off the couch to do something. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, that I was part of this summer was liquor cannabis board made an emergency rule. And that emergency rule would have allowed them to summarily, in other words, without really notice in a hearing, suspend liquor licenses for up to one month for individuals or licensees that didn't comply with governor's orders. Obviously, it was targeted towards COVID, um, mm -hmm. but this would have been an emergency rule that turned into a permanent rule. Okay, so this was issued in a, a sometime late spring, early summer. And so I saw this as I was helping a friend of mine try to restore his license because he 
quote unquote violated the emergency rule. Um, and when I saw this, I said, I have to write in to the liquor cannabis board and oppose this. So I wrote a three or four page kind of legal summary and brief and said, here, here's what I think. I blasted that out and we had like 65 or 72 comments. Most of them were cut and paste. Some of them were uh, quite vulgar. <laughs> um, <laughs> all, each of them challenged the authority to do this. And on August 8th, let's think back to what happened on August 9th, Jay Inslee telling us proclamation, we're back mm -hmm. in it. On August 8th, the LCB, the Liquor Cannabis Board, pulled the rule saying, hey, we're coming out of COVID. Interesting. Literally, back and the day before Jay Inslee walked us back, LCB says we're pulling this. And we know that it's not because we were coming out of COVID and things were open, but it's because they got caught. Mm -hmm. And back to your couch, people. If you're scared, you can write it in. You can write it in anonymously, but... But when we as a as Silent Majority Foundation or other organizations say, hey, there's a rulemaking here, there's a rulemaking there, write in, you know, call these people, make your voice heard. At some point, these are people who are appointed by the governor, they're not elected, and they're fearful. When you call them out, they are afraid. So what can be done about the other Gestapo agency? Uh, you you got the uh, you got the KGB under control over there at the liquor board. So what about the other Gestapo agency, L and I? Yeah, I, I same thing. You know, we the critical thing, and this is one of the things that I'm trying to work on it as I'm trying to get more time into Silent Majority Foundation and less time into my current employment. Eventually, I want to fully phase into Silent Majority work. Uh, I want to sign up to every single listserv of every single agency. And so that every day I get a list of what they're doing. And it's not just Pete Serrano doing that. It's got to be, and it's not just Silent Majority Foundation. It's right. got to be your listeners. Yes. It's got to be everyone. Because at some point I'm going to go on vacation or, or Eric's going to get sick and we're not going to be the eyes. So everyone has to become the eyes. And the whole purpose of naming this foundation Silent Majority was we speak for you until you can speak for yourself. Amen. And that's the ultimate goal is to empower people through activism. And this is the easiest way to start. Literally writing a letter or cutting and pasting an email or a letter and hitting send. Make well, we've been told by legislators. We've been told the legislators that every time they get an email or a letter, it's, it, they count it as 200 voters. And so it's a it's a really effective. So you get they get a thousand, and then they they look yeah. at that as two hundred thousand. You know, exactly it's like right. a lot. So, so I want um, we, I know if, if we this is one of the things that they they talked about at the Eastside Republican Club meeting is we have to have numbers. We need this is what you're saying, yes. right? We need you. You might think, oh, I'm just a little person over here somewhere, and I'm a little mom, or I'm a I'm you know I'm retired guy or whatever. I'm a kid. I don't matter. You matter. Every single one of us matters. That's why they're trying to divide us. They're trying to get you to spy on your neighbor. They're trying to tell you to stay six foot apart, figure everybody's going to give you COVID. I've had COVID. I recovered. I can't give it to you. Okay. I, I can't get it again. I can't get, you know, until it does another, the Lambda variant or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so at least you're safe for a little while, but you know what? Um, your voice 
matters. And this is the important thing. And that's the part about America that we've forgotten. And that is the individual matters, the individual person. And that's what I love about this lawsuit is they picked one guy and they said that guy matters. And that guy's speaking for all the other ones Mm -hmm. that are in a similar boat right now where they're going to say, well, we're going to just like with your, you know, your wife, Marty, just got over COVID-19. Yep. She doesn't need a vaccine. No, She's she more immune and less likely to spread it than anybody else over there. So yep. um, this, you know, this party of science, I don't notice they're not talking about science anymore. I, you know, back in <laughs> April, in uh, yep. May of all 2020, all was all the science, science, science. They're not talking about science anymore. Before and that's we probably get too because far of this. the silent majority. Yeah, too, before we get too far of this. Pete brought something up very important. We talked about this before, but it's the administrative state. It's the, it's the agencies that do rulemaking that have the power of law. And, and he said exactly the same thing. The Liquor Control Board, just like the Department of Licensing, not too long ago, had a temporary emergency rule and not checking ID, giving IDs to anybody that came up, and it became permanent. So it's temporary. They broadcast it, then lo and behold, it comes permanent, and yep. it has a power of law. Once they get power, the, they don't give it back, and that's the what legislative about, branch saying about the governor. Yeah, has given these uh, rule writing these agencies rule writing authority that has to be clawed back as well. So we have to be vigilant. We need people all across the state to keep an eye on when something like that comes up to let people like Pete and Silent Majority Foundation know. Hey, did you see this? This is not good. And they go, yeah, you're right. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. That's how and, we work and you know, together. And again, this brings us up what you were talking about, Marty. This is three guys. This mm-hmm. is three people. This is a fire team. You know, mm-hmm. this is a the machine gun guy, the guy that feeds the bullets, and the guy that you know <laughs> spots. Right? It's it's the it's a fire team, and so you don't have to have a huge crowd. But but look what Eric did. He got friends together and they said, we're going to meet and we're going to we're going to start to just hang out and we're just going to do that. And, you know, so we these this is inspirational. Now I'm getting I'm getting fired up. You know how I yes, am. you are. <laughs> but this is if meet with your friends, your home group, your 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 at your church, your your youth group, your 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 buddies at the bar, your bowling, you know, your bowling team. I mean, when they put mass on us at the bowling alley, I was like, yeah, right. You know, I mean. Any, any rate. No, I, and I, I appreciate that, Doug, because I mean, there's maybe Eric will take offense to this, but there's nothing special about any one of us, uh, any one of the three of us. We were, we're the gunnies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we would have been on the front lines. The difference is we're willing to be on the front lines. Yeah. That's the distinction. And what we want from the foundation is to build a deeper, stronger bench of people who are willing to stand and I want to jump, you know, eventually call it the majority foundation drop silent off. That's the goal is to grow this out of silent majority into just the majority. Um, but that's what we want is we want all every piece, you know, it's the scriptures talk about each piece of the body, right? Yeah. Right. We, we don't, we need, head, we need the feet. Sure. We're, we're not all, all attorneys. We're not all, you know, we're not all construction. We're not all police officers, whatever. SilentMajorityFoundation.org. SilentMajorityFoundation.org. You should go there, check in, give them a gift, give them some money, help them out, find out what's going on. Uh, Find Eric, 
and uh, find out his secret location. Go hang out with him if you're in Snohomish County. I know not of our a lot of our listeners aren't. Uh, hang out at the backyard in Pasco. Have a barbecue. Uh, take the mask off and yep. and uh, you know let's just open our mouths and let's be heard. You know the freedom of speech is the thing they're trying to stop. They're trying to shame us. And, and tell us we can't talk and we can't, uh, can't be active. And, and uh, we're going to say no, and we're going to mm-hmm. be active. And so you'll find me on some street corner. I don't have a bullhorn. I have a 4,000 watt QSCPA system and a Honda generator. And that baby's right. loud <laughs> but, uh, playing my guitar, but we're so grateful to have you guys on. I uh, love to have you back, especially when we f- figure out how this thing's going. You're listening yep. to Doug and Marty versus the world. Don't forget you can go to Doug and and listen to past episodes. And uh, I don't know, can they give us a donation, brother? I don't think they can. <laughs> sure they can. But Come on. Sure, we'll have to figure that out. But we'll be back next time. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McLendon. The Marty versus the world.